Welcome to Basically Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Schuster, and I'm so excited to share stories and interviews with you each week with those who are basically famous in my life. I believe these extraordinary people have great stories to tell, and I can't wait to share them all with you. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Basically Famous. I am excited today to have a friend and mentor joining me, Jacqueline Roberts Parrish, is newly married. I consider you newly married. It's under a year. Is joining me today, and she's someone I look up to as just a person, but someone who's also had a great career and gives great advice. So I'm excited to welcome you to the podcast and to kick things off, tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Tyler, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm excited to make my basically famous debut. This is so fun. Um, yeah, my name is Jacqueline. I grew up in West Texas um, in a row crop. My dad is a is a farmer. My grandparents were farmers. We grew a lot of cotton and peanuts um, in West Texas, South of Lubbock, about an hour. And um, always had been involved in agriculture and went to college and got an ag communications degree. So educated in that background, stayed for my master's. And then, um, yeah, just found my way into a career in agriculture um, throughout Texas, DC. Um, yeah, just all over. Well, talk about a little bit about what you've done in your career to lead up to this point and what you do now. Yes. So um, when I graduated college, I loved Lubbock, wasn't quite ready to leave. And um, I actually started working for a medical school and I did recruitment for them. And so it was, um, it was super fun. And one, it was a really, really great job too. Um, I learned one, it was just great to be in the university system um, and to get to work with students. I loved learning. I loved education. I loved kids, um, but helping them kind of in their journey to medical school, but I focused specifically on rural health. And so um something I'm super passionate about still to this day, but this idea of creating um, healthcare for rural communities and um, creating a little bit of equity, I think in um, an area that as, as folks that grow up in rural areas, you might not like you intimately know, but a lot of other folks don't. So that was kind of my first taste into advocacy for agriculture. <laughs> so Super loved it. That kind of gave me the policy bug. So I did a lot of work with some state programs um, in Austin and realized, you know what, I kind of want to make the plunge. So I moved to DC. <laughs> um, and I worked for National Cattlemen's Beef Association. I did communications and marketing for them. Policy communication, loved it. Um, was there for about three and a half years. Came back to Texas. I worked for uh, Texas Agland Trust. It was great. And then came over here to um, TSERA. And now you're the master of all things communication. So you manage not just website, social media, but magazine, news releases, merchandise, everything comes in marketing. You are managing and you are wearing lots of hats very well. Yes, lots, um, lots to do here at TSCRA. It is everything from writing to marketing, um, generally an association, um, marketing concepts, marketing ideas. Also, I get to touch on policy too, which is, I think, one of the areas where I really cut my teeth and developed a lot of my skills 
as a communicator. And so I love that. I love that aspect, but um, it's, yeah, it's really cool. You get to work cross departmentally. And so I think that's one of the really neat things about um, that I'm super passionate about, at least for my role, is that I get to go across departments and I get to dip my toes into lots of projects and be a part of a lot of success stories, um, which is super cool from a comms perspective. But um, yeah, we produce a magazine in-house at Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers, um, which I am the editor of, which is super cool. And it's just, I mean, it's neat. If you would have asked me when I was in college, you know, what my dream job would be, um, it's probably, it's, I mean, it's very similar to this. It is, it's working for an association, a big association, having a big footprint, um, getting to work with a lot of, you know, I think a lot of different people and really in an impactful way. Um, and so it's super neat to be here and to have that, I mean, in, in a way it truly is a dream job. So it's neat. Well, not only did you move away from home, but you moved out of state and that is a big leap in itself. So what advice would you have for someone who's wanting to move, you know, far away from home or out of state to open up their next chapter? Do it. Uh, let hands down do it. Um, moving to DC for me was, it was, I think it really helped me develop and just, I mean, just come into my own. And that sounds so cliche of, um, you know, becoming, I mean, just finding your own self in such a way, but, but truly it does. I think it pushes you outside of your comfort zone. And, um, I think it looking back, well, I'm going to back up. So looking back to DC, one of the things I can remember moving there, um, I remember having a panic by the way, like one week before I moved. So completely normal to be, I think scared and apprehensive of, you know, change because change is hard. Um, but change is good. And it was, I mean, it was, it was really great to push myself to meet new people. Um, I liken it to looking through a lens and, you know, in my rural community with my graduating class of 90, I looked through some, you know, some, I kind of have blinders on, right. You just didn't really fully understand this perspective of the world. Um, I think going to college, that vision, you know, you got a little, it got a little wider, um, you know, working at a medical school, right. I saw a little bit more, but truly going to DC, it was like the blinders were off and you see completely and you see so many new perspectives. And I think you understand the why behind why you believe the way you do, you do who you are, your roots. And it, I think it just really solidified, um, me myself as a person. And, um, yeah, I loved it. I love that challenge. And I think it was so good to create your own self and as someone who's moved back home. So I now live in Tokyo, Texas, which is about 20 miles from where I grew up. Um, like you mentioned, Tyler, you know, I got married. And so it just, um, it's neat to know that I have such strong roots and, you know, I formed those and I've been all across, um, the United States and the world and, you know, come back to, come back to home. It made it even that much more special. So. Well, you've obviously built a network in the multiple towns and jobs you've had. And so how have you built your network and how do you stay connected with that network now? Yeah, truly so much of my network, I think is built on friendships, um, which is super easy, particularly, well, and I don't want to liken it just to the ag industry, right? But 
um, I mean, I just find common ground with people. And I think, you know, it's, it's so, it's, it's a lot easier than it looks, right. To find common ground and like create these friendships and these relationships. But um, taking DC as an example, you know, it's a city where there's a lot of really diverse perspectives, but at the end of the day, you all have something in common and that's that you care about something. And, you know, that is at its very core, I think something that you can take and find common ground with other people, you know, people care about, care about things and it's finding what they care about and understanding and listening. And, um, yeah, I, I truly think a big part of that is just, it's creating friendships and, um, on a personal level, I think sometimes that's outside of your business talk or, um, it's just listening and being a friend and, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be, it can be fun and it can be lighthearted and, um, I think that's, I think that's a great place to start and, um, a great place to, to build on for a network. Well, when you were looking to hire someone, what are some traits you are looking for? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, from a teammate perspective, you've got to, I mean, you've got to have folks that are going to fill in areas, um, that you don't. And so I think it's great to have people that bring new perspectives, um, I think it's great to have people that, you know, maybe have a deeper understanding. I think a great example is I grew up on a row crop operation and, and the end of the day, you know, I've learned so much about the beef industry, but um, it's great to have someone that maybe grew up exactly in that space and knows more of the technicalities or um, different spaces. And I'm, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to have people that compliment you. And so for me, I mean, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses and, um, you know, I think it's great to hire people that fill in those gaps. And so going into a job interview, um, and I'm just offering advice, but don't ever shy away from those strengths and weaknesses questions, because for me, I'm not worried about your weaknesses. If I've got you covered, we're good. <laughs> um, I'm looking for those strengths in those areas where you may shine where I don't. And so it's not about, um, I think perfect alignment. I think it's finding the perfect fit where you fit into those holes that others um, that maybe aren't being filled at that moment. So, yeah. I love that answer. Well, what is some advice you would go back and give your younger self? Oh my gosh, not everything matters. <laughs> and it is not always, um, not everything I think is high alert. And um, that is something, you know, looking back, I can think to, misspelling a word on a headline of a press release that went out to thousands of people. And in that moment, I just so mortified. Um, but I really think backing up and looking at that perspective and, you know, having this vision from a thousand foot view when you're running a lot of different channels and a lot of different work, um, it just kind of makes me smile to think that, wow, I had such a high standard for myself, but truly, um, it's great to kind of step back and realize, you know, what truly does matter at the end of the day, does it matter what time, I mean, there are times when this is true, you know, like what time a press release goes out or, um, you know, what the urgency of something, um, when at the end of the day, it might just be like the root content. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, but did you do what you were seeking out to do, which is to tell your message, to tell your story, to do those things. And so I think that perspective, 
about my advice for myself that, I mean, I truly still have to remind myself of every day is what matters and, you know, what are those top lines? What are those top priorities? And what are the things that we can set aside? And they're truly icing and they're decoration and they're extra um, and boiling it down to broad brush, big things that have to happen and that matter and day to day, get the job done. Well, it's been a very common theme this season. Everyone we've interviewed has said something along the lines of like, they wish they wouldn't have stressed as much and how, you know, when they've stepped back, things in the bigger picture have looked so different or put so much pressure on themselves to be perfect and deliver on all aspects. And so a very common theme that lots of other people have mentioned. Yeah. I mean, and we, we've talked about this internally um, at TSURA, right? perfect and late or okay. And on time. And when we talk about that perfect balance and that perfect fit, I I think there's a little bit of both. I've, um, and I've had to train myself to be the okay and on time girl. Right. But I like to surround myself with the perfect and late people as well, because you can, um, you know, you need, you need a balance of both. There's nothing wrong with, with either of those, but if we're gatekeeping information, waiting for it to be perfect. Um, I've seen, I've seen where we've, not reached, I think our full potential or held up the process and where things could have been stronger or better when we share that information and gotten it out to others. And so, um, there's a balance, there's not a right or wrong answer, but it, it is hard, you know, to find that balance of not stressing over the small stuff and getting out there. It takes courage too. I mean, it's hard to share something that you're not fully confident in too. So. Well, I would agree with that. I would say I was a perfect and late person when I first started this job and I'm an okay and on time girl now <laughs> because I rather get the information out there than nitpick to get all the right things and the right words. Um, when sometimes I feel like who even reads some of the things that I put together? I don't know if you feel that way, but I'm like, who's really reading that? Um, even though I know people are. So what is something or how have you worked to create balance and boundaries? I know that something that shapes over time and now working remote looks completely different for you. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, particularly that shift and we're in such a unique space, right? Because so many people dealt with COVID and probably were put on a work from home or, you know, I mean, maybe if they were in school, we're, you know, sitting at home in front of a computer screen. Um, it's difficult. Used to when I was, um, I think really the first time when I was really tasked with this balance was when I was shifted to DC or I, you know, kind of felt myself, um, kind of facing this, okay, I've got to turn off moment. Um, and for me, a lot of that I found ended up being in routine. And so the routine of, um, leaving work and walking home or the routine of there was, there was some action of like getting, you know, calling a cab or getting on the bus or getting on the Metro, right. There was an action that triggered an off. Um, and so for me, as someone that works from home, um, I have to have that action that triggers an off. And so instead of, it can't be getting up and going and getting a glass of water, right. Is it physically shutting a computer? Is it, um, going and doing a workout? Is it going for a walk? Is it starting a load of laundry? Um, I think, I just think you need to have like a task that, that physically, I mean, that's so, so tactical, right. But um, for me, it really, I think transitions my brain for 10 minutes into a different mode and um, you can kind of turn off in that space. And um, two, I think it's giving yourself permission and knowing that um, you have permission to, 
have a personal life and <laughs> um, enjoy that time. And, you know, we, um, we all need that balance and we've got to find the, the space to give ourselves that, um, that too. Well, the highly anticipated question, if you had a billboard, what would be on it and why? Um, my billboard would say, find challenging moments. Um, and the reason that I say that is I think it's so important to push ourselves. I think it's so important to find, you know, moments that you're uncomfortable because the only way you work through those is feeling that discomfort and learning to embrace it and understand what that feels like. And so seek out those challenges and seek out, um, those moments that, that are hard and they're difficult. And, um, I think it helps us grow and makes us learn and become better. Before we jump off, is there any last advice you would like to give our listeners? Um, yeah, I think my advice to others is don't limit yourself. Um, one of my mantras that I, that I always say is I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Um, and it's true. I'm 31 and, um, I, I don't know what's next. You know, I don't know that, um, I, I keep finding new and exciting jobs that I think I'd love. And I think I'd love to learn and do and create and expand and, um, I'm still challenged every day with what I do at CSURA. So, but there's going to come a time one day where, um, I want to push myself and I want to expand. And so I think it's always finding, finding those opportunities that challenge you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. I have loved getting to chat with you and I know my listeners will as well. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Basically Famous. I hope you've been inspired, challenged, and motivated to take on whatever today brings. Please be sure to follow us on social media at Basically Famous Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We'll see you next week.